Hello, heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot, brought to you by Satanic Panic. I'm James D'Amato, your Game Master. This week, we're concluding our Dogs in the Vineyard series. I want to thank all of our listeners for their kind words about the series. It was really important to me to represent dogs well. And I couldn't have done it without Allie and Drew, who I think you'll agree were really the perfect guests. I couldn't be prouder of how this one turned out. Speaking of things I couldn't be prouder of, both One Shot and Campaign were nominated for Best Podcast at the Golden Geeks this year. For those who don't know, every year Board Game Geek and its offshoots RPG Geek and Video Game Geek host an award show that recognizes that year's great gaming achievements. Users on the various geek sites can vote on their favorites to pick the winners. If you're a Board Game Geek user, you can vote to support us and your other favorite games in the final round of voting. But you'll have to vote quickly as voting ends on March 6th at 11.59pm Central Standard Time. Despite being around for a while and getting nominated for a few awards, One Shot has never actually taken home first prize. So if you can, take the time to follow the link in the show notes and vote for One Shot and the Golden Geeks. And be sure to support Campaign while you're at it. This week on the One Shot Twitch stream, Pranks Paul is going to be leading us through a game of X-Wing. Get a crash course in Fantasy Flight's collectible miniatures game from the Jedi Master himself. We're going to start our broadcast at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, and you'll be able to join us at twitch.tv slash oneshotrpg. One Shot is brought to you by listeners like you who support us on Patreon. If you like what you hear on the show, please consider going over to patreon.com slash oneshotpodcast and lending us your support. Contributing even a small amount of money each month to the show helps us add great new shows to the network, produce new ideas like the Dungeon Dome, and pay our medical bills. In return, you'll get great rewards. At $5 a month, you get access to the One Shot Podcast Secret Archive, which is full of hours of unaired one-shot content, like entire games that didn't make it to air. Once again, I'd like to thank all of our backers on Patreon for their continued support and anyone who will be backing in the future. Also, if you are in the birthday club, please check your notifications. Finally, before we get to the conclusion of Dogs in the Vineyard this week, we have a message from our sponsor, Satanic Panic by Jim McClure and Third Act Publishing. Hi, James. Hey, Jim. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I think you're doing pretty good. I am doing really good because we have a thing to talk about. Uh, That's right. And that thing, I believe, is Satanic Panic. It is. Satanic Panic is the, the, the new Kickstarter here from uh, Third Act Publishing and, of course, from me here, Jim McClure on the One Shot Podcast Network. All right, Jim, I got to cut to the chase on this. What is Satanic Panic? Because I think that means something very different to our listeners. Uh, Satanic Panic is an RPG set in the late 70s, early 80s, where everything they said about tabletop was actually true. Tabletop players are actually summoning demons. They are actually bringing horrible monstrosities in the world. And you play secret government agents tasked with stopping tabletop. Okay, so this is like a Jack Chick track came to life and you are playing a small government force mitigating the damage that these satanic tabletop players are committing. Absolutely. We are stopping the greatest threat known to mankind, tabletop. Okay. Well, this sounds like a lot of fun, but, you know, I, I'm an RPG player. I don't know if I want to go around murdering other RPG players in a game. Then you're just wrong, James. <laughs> 
Of course you do. Why wouldn't you? Okay, you know what? The more I talk to you, Jim, the more it sounds like a good idea. You can go on over to Kickstarter slash Satanic Panic right now and back this project. And this is already funded, so there's no risk in backing. You're definitely going to get this game if you put your money down. The only risk is if you don't back, Tabletop will spread even further. Oh boy, it looks like there are a bunch of D20s on the table right now, so I'm going to go make sure that I've got my backing in now, uh, and I suggest listeners do that. And with all that out of the way, let's get to the show. We are Alright, where's Brother Lumpley? Brother Lumpley is in the field. He is rounding up cattle back inside. They have bared the earth where there was that small patch of grass mm. that the sun had thawed out and he is now like uh moving them back into his into a stable so that they can be back in the warmth brother lumpley if it isn't the dogs uh, uh what do you think you're going to be doing with our prisoner we're gonna take him to the town brother lumpley we're gonna deliver our uh our verdict there in front of the entire congregation I would hope that when you are done with your work, you will meet us there. Of course. I, I don't see what uh, what the point is in troubling all these kind people on the Sabbath with this nasty business. Brother Lumpley, do you have a listing of the items that were stolen from the people of the congregation? Well, surely I do. He tells you to wait a moment while he goes into his house, um, and he retrieves a ledger, and uh, he rips a page out of it. Uh, these uh, are a list of the items that people complained disappear in. He looks it over, and, and Jimmy already is going, That's too much. That is too much. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. All right. What's on the list? You can see, like, people are complaining about chickens disappearing. People mm-hmm. complain about a pair of boots that have disappeared, a blanket. There's like different livestock dropping dead. There's a lot of misfortune mm-hmm. that has been pinned on this person. Mm-hmm. Okay. These people need a scapegoat. Jimmy's a scapegoat. He's an outsider. He's not a member of the faith. Of course he's a scapegoat. Is that a thing like dog? Like a scapegoat? Yeah, yeah, like like a scapegoat. Like like it's a like a goat. But uh it's it's Y'all people really like animals. No, no, no. It's not not like no, it's a metaphor, Jimmy. It's not it's not like a like a real real goat. But I, you're a real dog. No, I'm I'm a I'm a real dog, but I'm not like a real dog. <laughs> oh, the Pettigrove brothers. <laughs> <laughs> but you're like a real dog, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm a real dog, but I'm not like a real dog. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, all right, all right, all right. Um <laughs> So we ride back to town with Jimmy in tow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As we ride through town, I want to like call out and be like, "Is there is there a bell on the temple or like near the temple?" Yeah, yeah. D- there must be a yeah, bell, right? Some sort of no- alert. So noise we, maker. Yeah. We go mm-hmm. and like ring that bell to make sure that everyone mm-hmm. comes. And I yell out that like we're gonna make a we're gonna a, deal with we're gonna deal with this guy um, by like by like supper time, like so. Mm-hmm. Prepare yourselves. Yeah. So people like sort of acknowledge that ringing. And there is a small congregation of uh, the, the people that you sat with, Soraya, mm-hmm. in church who who have like gathered in front of the temple and are come, come up to you. Um, ex- excuse us, uh, uh, br- brothers, brother Benjamin, uh, sister Soraya. Uh, we, we were hoping before uh, you got to dealing with the this 
criminal here uh, that you could tend to are sick. That was going to be my next suggestion. We got time. Would you like to watch over the prisoner? No, he's going to come with us. Perfect. All right. Um, And I think we handled this one with like a montage. Okay. Um, Okay. And this is really Jimmy seeing what it is you do now Mm -hmm. with your life. Mm -hmm. And it's going into homes uh, and people have, you know, very similar illness, Mm -hmm. all of them. Um, And they are incapacitated. They are somewhat delirious. Mm -hmm. um, And they recoil uh, from treatment a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, But slowly, person by person, you do your work, and I'll let you describe what that looks like. Well, there's definitely a laying on of hands that's going on in here. Yes, there's laying on of hands. There's anointing with consecrated soil. Mm -hmm. Um, There's... uh, Calling by name. Calling by name. Invoking the ancients. Yeah, invoking the ancients, that whole thing. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a lot of, like, the two of us putting our hands on people and and commanding them to be healed. Um, it's a lot of after that has happened, like talking to people and and like giving comfort uh, to to everyone to like letting them know that things are going to get better. Things are mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. it's about it's about enduring. It's about keeping keeping on and slowly but surely with with each person as you perform ceremony mm-hmm. and you speak to them with kind words um and provide them with with nourishment and treatment. Uh, you pierce the veil mm-hmm. of their hallucinations. Their mm-hmm. fever breaks, and you can see for what's probably the first time in weeks them look at their loved ones and they see each other. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an embrace. Like obviously, you try to keep it short because this is an illness and you don't want it to spread, mm-hmm. but. They get to see their families, and even though their bodies are weak and they've been racked with this illness, uh, there's some strength in there. There's some light, the light of life burning in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think one of the people, that, well, obviously one of the people we visit on this activity here is uh, Mary Fielding's husband. Yeah. And before we do the healing... We sit with him and he, we, I'm asking him mm-hmm. about what he's seen and what he's felt because Mary specifically said that he saw things. Yeah. So we'll, we'll go and actually see that scene. Um, so you sit with uh, Thomas Fielding. He is, you know, about Mary's age. Um, he's a young man, strong man, but he is laid very, very ill. Mm-hmm. Um and right now he's drinking something warm, um, whatever whatever warm nourishing thing, probably just some soup uh, propped up in their bed. And what question do you ask him? Brother Thomas, how are you feeling today? Well, better, better than I have in weeks, I expect, Sister Soraya. I can't remember the last time I stepped out of this bed. It's been a long, hard illness for you hasn't it it has and a harder time still before that heaven ain't all it's cracked up to be (laughs) we're starting to see that 
my my family works these fields very hard. I got two strong boys, a beautiful little girl, uh, and I work every day as hard as I can to provide for them. But some people, I guess, rolled the dice and uh, landed with some of us having good fields and some of us not having such good fields. In the beginning, everybody was sort of struggling together. Uh, but after a couple years, uh, some fields started turning up life, and uh, it was a big celebration. There was a lot of sharing at first, a lot a lot moving around. And then uh, years wore on, and we thought uh, with determination and hard work, we'd turn around everything else. But... Uh, some fields just aren't as good. Is this a common story? Like, we've talked to just about everybody. Yeah. Like, this is common. This is common. This is what everybody's kind of saying. Yeah. You know, things would change. Uh, Lumpley uh, would point out to us uh, cer- certain things that weren't working. And, uh, you know, I, I appreciate the work that Lumpley does. Uh, he's, I can't imagine having stewardship over a whole community. It's tough enough having stewardship over a family. How long has he been steward? Oh, uh, he's been steward since the beginning. Uh, he led us on our expedition out to uh, find heaven, and uh, when we did, he set it up, and he said that uh, with hard work, one day we would be a, a great town, a town that everybody could be proud of for the faith. And uh, those first couple years were hard, and I'll admit there were some of us who. We're getting prideful, and we question Lumpley, um, question his stewardship, question some of the decisions that he made, but that waned once once things started going well for a couple of us, uh, and we saw the error of our ways. We apologized. We made right with the king of life, and you know we all we all expected uh, that things would start turning around. Um, and I'm a bit of a traditionalist, so I. I still question some of the things Lumpley asks us to do as a congregation. Like what? Well, I've never, I've never sat in a service outside. It didn't quite sit right with me. Anything um, else? The way Lumpley deals with outsiders and interlopers, I know that he's trying to keep the community safe. Uh, I don't quite have the stomach for it. Maybe that's a failing on my my part. Again, I wasn't given stewardship, so I wouldn't rightly know what to do in a situation like that. And then there's the sacrifice. I'm sorry, what? Uh, First year that things went right, Lumpley took the congregation out... uh, to show them a sacrificing of an animal to the king of life. Uh, It was over a field, and uh, he did that sacrifice, and I, you know, God darn it if uh, things didn't start growing that year there. The next year, uh, a couple people followed his example. Um, He performed ceremony out there, ceremony that I, I ain't never seen, I wasn't quite comfortable with. 
But uh, those that did the ceremony had good crops coming in for them. And you weren't tempted to do the same thing? Again, um, I'm uh, set in my ways type of man. And, you know, we we got by. You know, the, the fieldings got by by raising animal. Um, and, and uh, you know, occasionally I'd, I'd trade work. I'd have my sons do work on someone else's field. And, and we'd get by. Is that how you got that horse? He nods. Just, just an exchange, just an exchange at a, at a kindness. We got the better end of a deal, and um, I'm still, I still feel quite a debt for that. It was, it was a mighty kindness, even if that thing can be uh, a mite spiteful. <laughs> I don't think you'll have much trouble with him anymore. No, what I did should, you send them now. in exchange? And who was it? You know, I'm just gonna make it Lumpley. It, uh, it was, it was Lumpley himself. Uh, he. Uh, he had recently purchased that horse uh, from from one of the other families that was doing well and uh, who was doing such good work for him. Uh, I said if I gave gave him the labor of my two boys and me for for a couple of weeks, you know, might might we be able to rent it and borrow it? But Lumpley said, "No, no nonsense. Uh, you know, you, you, the animal is yours." And I was mighty grateful for that. That's mighty kind of him. It's not a kind. Lumpley is a very kind man. He really is. Except for people he puts out to pasture. Well, yeah, that's for dang sure, except for the people that he keeps in his barns. Jimmy, Jimmy. <laughs> Tom, I go, Brother Thomas, this is uh, this is James. Hi, nice to meet you. Uh, not nice, nice to meet you, uh, Brother James. Well, I ain't, I ain't that... I ain't He's a, possible a brother. Convert. I ain't a dog. I'm a goat. <laughs> Jimmy, uh, James here is uh, my brother. I, I see. Well, uh, and he's not of the faith. He is not. He's not of the faith. Well, uh, what what a fortunate miracle for you both to end up in heaven together. Indeed, yeah. indeed, it is. I just have one more question here before we can of, of course, assist sister. you here, Brother Thomas. Um, and I want you to be perfectly honest with us. Yes, yes, sister. Have you seen things? His face darkens a bit. It's all right, Brother Thomas. And he very slowly nods. I feel it, and I see it everywhere. When we first set up camp here the, the, when we first came to heaven I felt it it was there it's there blowing in the wind it's in the earth it's in the ground anybody else feel it uh, he nods it's pretty common here you see shadows at night and you hear whispers in the air, and you close your door, you open up your book, and you pray. And does that work? Most of the time, yes. And does Brother Lumpley have anything to say about this? We we came to Lumpley when he, we first decided to set up. Lumpley uh, was determined 
He said, the faith is stronger than anything, and uh, if we put our backs into it, uh, it would all go away. But it hasn't. It hasn't. But, you know, I already learned my lesson not to question Lumpley's stewardship. I think we should go ahead and, and heal Brother Thomas. Here. I think so, too. And we'll uh, get on to doing our business afterwards. Mm-hmm. So we do. All right. Yeah. The, the healing the healing goes well. Uh, again, strength is returned to him. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit more uh, vital life. Uh, he's still weak, but he's more present than he was. Okay. Um, as we leave, I want to take Brother Thomas's hand and say, I hope you'll be there at supper time when we uh, we deal with the, the thief. Oh, I will. Uh, I, if, if you can, of course. No, I'll, I'll gather up my coat. Um, I'm I'm sure it's important if if y'all if y'all need me there I'll be there. I'd like you to be there, Brother Thomas. He he nods, sits up in bed, and uh, Mary Mary sits at the foot of the bed, um, and she's you know crying happy tears, mm-hmm. and they embrace as you leave. All right, I want to head back to the center of town because we're coming up on supper time. But as we do, I want to like put my arm around. I feel like we've we've unshackled Jimmy. Yeah. Um, quite a while ago and I put my arm around Jimmy and I go, so what do you think, Jimmy? Well, I mean, there's a lot to think through. I'm not saying you need to give me any answers, Jimmy. I mean, believe me, there's some things that you're saying that make sense. Angels being here makes sense. Why are they wasting their time and Deserts all flung across the world like that. Why not be here in America? <laughs> but, you know, I see I see all the healing, all the work that you're doing. I got a question. You, you don't seem like the, like the Benjamin that I grew up with. Well, life changes, Jimmy. Things happen. And uh, we change. I'm... Still Ben. Still your brother. You a might more honorable man than the brother that I knew. Oh, that's for darn sure, yeah. I'll I'll say this. I I ain't I ain't saying that I'm gonna join any church or nothing, but I ain't I I know I ain't been living right and it's time that my behavior finally caught up with me anyway. And that, Jimmy, that's all we can ask for. He nods. I'll, I'll, I'll do what it takes to, to, to make things right with, with these folk. And, you know, I, I'll, I'll be there to listen the whole time. All right. Okay. So, supper time? Like, is that supper the, time? That the next? There are, again, like the, the folks that you healed for, every one of them brings over what scraps they have. Mm-hmm. It's not a lot of food that these folks have mm-hmm. um, to spare, but what they do have to spare comes to you. Okay. And it comes together in a meal that's not just enough to feed you guys, but uh, feed feed Jimmy as well. Um, and he clearly has not eaten a meal. I give and, my share to Jimmy. Yeah. Can... He, he thankfully uh, ha- like eats it all, leans back and goes, well... That was not the last meal that I imagined, but boy, howdy, what a last meal. (laughs) 
Won't be your last meal, Jimmy. I don't know about that. Wait, Lumpley been talking. Well, here's the way I see it, Jimmy. I see you as uh, just another one of the king of life's creations. You were hungry. Man, these people turned you down. And they shouldn't have done that. That was wrong. And you stole. And that was wrong, too. But you promised to make good on that. And these people seem to be doing all right, and they're going to make their promises on that, too. So I think, Jimmy, that you're going to be okay. And if that's the way it's going to be, if you're going to be okay, then I think I've done what I needed to do here. And he sort of very humbly nods. You know, Jimmy, uh, you grew up with him. He's very boisterous, very, very outgoing, um, a bit of a charmer, a bit of a snake. Um, but in this moment, he is very struck by by what you're saying to him. Uh, no one in a position of authority has ever approached him with any measure of kindness and sympathy. Um, and with that, uh, there is the gathering of the congregation in front of the temple. Um, you can see, like, as the sun is starting to go down, mm -hmm. um, again, that red washing over the landscape, you see silhouetted Lumpley and uh, the rest of the congregation staring on silently, waiting for you to begin speaking. So I walk, all three of us walk up to like right in front of the, of the temple and we're standing out there and I look at it at everyone and I go, we came here to uh, deliver your mail and to do the King of Life's work. We've done that. One of the things that the King of Life has given us to do is the dispensation of judgment on those that uh, have wronged the faith and uh, to see do what he would have us do if he were here right now. So, this is James Pettigrove. James Pettigrove is a thief. He stole food from you and your families, but not before being turned out. Not before coming to you and saying, I am hungry. Give unto me meat. And there's some mumbling and stirring in the crowd. Is that not true? Uh, the crowd, again, falls silent. Um, and you can see some folks look away in shame. I will take your silence as a yes. That he came to you for food. And you turned him away. That is not the way we do things. I was a hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I can't read, but I know it's in this book. And I, like, hold up the book of life. That's what we stand for. Not starving a man because he's not one of us. So, he stole, and he will pay for that. He will work. He has promised me such. that he will work. He will pay off what he took. And the mumbling stirs up again. There's one person that calls out from the crowd, you know, he killed my cow. How? How does a man with no weapons and nothing, a man who is 
hungry enough to steal, kill your cow. Well, I don't rightly know, but I don't know what killed my cow otherwise. So you're going to blame somebody. Just anybody? Why not me? Because you're not a thief. There's a thief standing next to you. And the thief, driven to thieving by hunger, maybe he killed a cow. And maybe he took my boots. And maybe he took uh, Brother Ezekiel's boots. There aren't too many people around here, he says, gesturing. This is the whole congregation. So if it weren't one of the congregation, then I wonder who it could be. I'm not saying it wasn't one of the congregation. And with that, the murmuring grows much, much louder. If it was one of the congregation, that person had better ought to tell us so. I know it's been a while since y'all had dogs up here, but if there's a time to tell the truth, it's now. Now, now, Sister Soraya, Brother Benjamin, I think this congregation has seen a lot of excitement in the past few days. Discovering the thief, I know you dogs are used to operating in communities that are much more densely populated. I don't think it's worth chasing shadows. I agree. I don't believe it is chasing shadows. James is a thief. He said he'll pay that off. That's what we do. If he can make restitution for it, he will make restitution for it. Make restitution? How is he supposed to make restitution while the community keeps him alive? Takes what scant food they have out of the mouths of their children and their wives, and their husbands, takes warmth of the heat of their fires and shares it with his flesh. Why, in paying us back, he'd cost us so much more. There's not that much in heaven. And there's a lot less because of you, Brother Lumpley. Tell me, Brother Lumpley, when did you apostatize? Uh, With that, he indignantly approaches you, and I believe we are starting... A conflict. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is a conflict. This is definitely with Will. Will and what else? Um, for you, I'm betting heart, which yeah. makes me feel bad because we haven't done body for you at all. Yet. It's okay. This is this is the this is the um this is the town we came to. Should I hop in on this, or am I assuming that this is the two of them? Uh, you no, know, I think you should be a part of this. I I don't see any reason why you wouldn't be a part of this. Standing right there. Um, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna use the uh, I helped that boy. I belong. Um, I'm gonna use my brother and Soraya because they're both here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and your brother is absolutely what's at stake. Yeah, my brother is at stake here. Um, we should establish stakes for this. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna try real hard not to. I'm gonna try real hard not to kill you. <laughs> um, lumberjackings in my blood. Not quite. Yeah. If you brought that axe out and you and attacked started, him with the axe, then yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not a, there the yet. only the only part I could possibly think of with lumberjackies in my blood is because my blood is here. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, but 
No, it's it's a stretch. I'll I'll admit it. I die for the faith in one of my fellow dogs, but we're not at that point. We're not so. at that point. No, yet. Not at that so point. I think that's everything I got. And I'm pulling. I'm a true force for the king of life in a fight. One d six. Scared of violent confrontation. One d four. I'm a dog. Two d six. Better at reading people than words. Two d six. Yeah. Acuity. Seven d six. And um, will. Two d six. That's what's happening. Your pile's bigger than mine. <laughs> I know. It's okay. That just okay. means cool consequences. Cool consequences. All right. All right. I think you were initiating this I conflict. It, so. Yeah. Oh, is he though? Because Lumpley is the one who approached him. Oh, Lumpley could be the one to initiate. I am going to go with Lumpley then. Um, Lumpley steps forward, putting down seven. Lumpley turns around. These dogs come in from outside. They come in from congregations that are much better fed than yours. Congregations that have not worked as hard as yours. They come in to pass judgment. One who can't even read the word. I ask you, who showed you how to sow your fields? Who Helped you grow your crops to feed your family. Um, there's a mumbling. Uh, who chased off thieves in the past? Who kept this congregation safe from shadows in the night? And the crowd, you know, does appear receptive to mm. what he's saying. Um, so you first have to call his seven. His seven. Okay. I'm gonna call. And if you call with more than two dice, there will be consequences. Five, six, seven, eight, nine. I'm gonna call with a nine. All right. Um, you probably don't want to call more. You more probably than, want to okay. call evenly. Call even. So let's let's go low then. Um, four, five, six, seven. That's seven right there. Perfect. Me too. All right. So yeah. Uh, he steps forward, makes that speech. You silently receive it. Uh, who is going to be the first to raise? I feel like I've done a lot of talking. You have. Yeah, <laughs> I was I was going to say, I think it's probably me. Um, so I go ahead and raise it now. Go ahead and raise it. Okay. Let's do an eight. I've got some Ooh. numbers. So he he finishes speaking and the crowd is kind of mumbling. And Soraya says... Now, we didn't come here to point fingers at people. We came here to bring you the mail, remind you that you are a part of a greater faith than just this one congregation, and that the brothers and sisters across the distance love you and care about you all the way out here. Whatever your trials are, whatever your struggles are, they care, and we are here to represent that. Now... We aren't here to point fingers at people. But I ask, how many people have felt the repercussions of the pride in Brother Lumley's words? And, of course, those faces that uh, you saw when you visited to heal earlier in this day, there's a mumbling there. Um, it's much quieter, less indignant, uh, more sorrowful, but it's there. 
monthly calls with a single die. Oh, eight. Damn it. Eight. So this eight will be doubled to 16 for his raise. And remember, if ever your dice piles are, are looking scant, like like not not too full anymore, you can always escalate. You can punch him in the mouth and roll again. So we have to do what? Throw 16 down? Yeah. And if it's three dice. Well, it's not 16. He hasn't escalated yet. Okay. Um, it's actually 18. So escalate. Um Okay. He hasn't raised yet. Sixteen. What if I have to use four dice? Uh, then you will take two consequence dice. Okay. Being aware that uh, if you hit eight or higher, uh, you will be suffering some lasting harm. Okay. So I have 16, 17, 18. I can raise that. But that's all of my high dice, mm-hmm. which means I can shut this down. But you will have to pick it back up. Yeah, and I don't know if I can. Because I can hit 16 with only three dice. But I can't go higher than 16 with only three. And it's okay to, like, it is definitely okay to take consequences. Yeah, no, I, I mean, that I will take con- I will take two consequences by, by matching him at this point. What is it, 18 you said? Yeah. Yep. I'm, I mean, here's the thing, like, I can I can make it to eighteen, mm-hmm. and because isn't it because I I'm the one who who meets it? She doesn't have to meet it. Or no, she? I think I think you both have to call have in to order call. to stay in the to conflict. Stay in, in the conflict. Okay. What you could do is give her a die to make her raise with three dice. Mm-hmm. Um, if she raises with three dice, it will be a much much stronger raise yeah but it will mean you're only able to raise with one come time to raise and that will put you at risk for doubling one of his dice again okay so do you need me to give you a five or are you i mean i have so i have a six and i have two fives and then i can throw a fourth die in and do a two to make it 18 so i don't know if there's a way to do it in three dice is there six twelve eighteen I mean, but if I give you one of my dice. No, that'll only be for when it comes time to erase. To erase. Okay. okay. Um, here, I'm just going to put up two of those. That's fine. I'm going to raise with two consequences. Yeah, and right now your consequence dice are only D4s. Right, only so D4s. it's not. Yeah, so not I'm going to do the same thing. I'm meeting it for two consequence dice. All right. Uh, so he, he says, pride in my words. <laughs> You come into this community from the outside and you pretend to know what these people need. If there's pride, surely it comes from your lips. Um, so I, I raise that. Mm-hmm. And I turn to him and I go, by the authority vested in me, by the church, we have come here to put down apostasy. And you, slaughtering animals as sacrifice over unconsecrated land, will constitute that. And as such, I am within my rights to put you down. Ooh. All right, what are you raising with? I will raise with four, with an eight. Ooh. 
he's going to see with a single die. Nine, making 18. That was the highest I could go. Yeah. yeah. He's going to shut us down because I can't go. Then I need to escalate. You got to escalate. Yeah, you punch I have, him in the mouth. Here's escalate. the thing. When, when you're re- rolling to escalate, if you change your action, mm-hmm. you can add your body to the roll. Yeah. So, so, so that will get you several good. more d6. You can also, you know, start punching him while you make the sign of the tree or throw <laughs> like earth at him and, and add in doing ceremony as well. Yeah, I will definitely do that. Okay. So I'm going to escalate that. Like I said that, and that leaves me open to escalate it. So, so I don't count the dice that I put into raise, mm-hmm. right? So those are gone. Yeah. Um, which means I have I'm going to re-roll all of these, all of these that I have here. Mm-hmm. But I add my body, which is yes, a bunch. four, five, six. Yeah, that's good. I'm going to add. Um, I mean, technically, is that laying out of hands? <laughs> <laughs> Very technically. I'm Very. I, I am certain that there are some congregations that might raise issue with a closed fist laying on of hands technique, <laughs> yeah. um, but I'm, I'm sure there's a theological argument counts. for it. Uh, I'm going to anoint him with sacred earth, and I'm going to um, invoke the ancients, which is a D4. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to make the sign of a tree, which is a D6. I'm going to sing praises while I do it. No, actually, I'm going to recite from the Book of Life. Um, those few passages those that you have It's like three sentences. I know about three sentences, which are uh, like, and they shall stand for good and righteousness yes. in all. And, oh, man, I wish there was another person in authority here, but they're not. Um, I think that's it. I think that's, I think that's everything I have. Um, I'm going to fans, making the sign of the tree. Um, your traits and your oh yeah my traits um <laughs> I got my fiery temper from my mom yeah there we go um which is two d four I need more d fours does anybody have I've any? got a d four here thank you uh, I got my fiery temper from my mom I'm gonna try real hard not to kill you which is another d four um and I'm gonna add another d six. I helped the king of life heal that boy. I belong. Okay. This is my job. So you're rolling these and he has raised. So you are trying to meet 19. 19. Okay. Um, and Allie, you're going to have to, if, if you want to stay in. I have to escalate too, you right? You have to escalate okay. too. I mean, likely you'll have to escalate. I don't know what you have over there, but. Yeah. There we go. That looks like a pretty good roll. Like a good roll. That looks like a good one. All right, hold on. Six, six. I need to roll two of my fours a second time because I did not have enough. Uh, and that's an eight, one. These two ones, I'm going to put down to bank. One, one. Reroll them. Five. I think that's it. And he needs, I need, he's raising with an 18? Yes. So you just need to, or 19. 19. Yeah. 12. I'm going to have to use three dice anyway, no matter what I do. I mean, I can do a 20. That's the best. That's It's either less or a 20 with three dice. All right. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So that. So I have a, now I have a, so, yeah. a consequence. I already had one D4 as a consequence. Okay. 
Yeah, might want to just write these ones yeah, down. D4 as a mm-hmm. consequence. So what is this consequence now? Because um, So that's going to be a D6 because we are now in escalated. physical combat. Got yeah, it. we've escalated it. Bam. He like starts to rebut what I'm saying and mm-hmm. I just hit him right in the teeth. Boom. Okay. You got to be careful about that wrath thing. <laughs> you you hit him in the teeth and man, I know it's corny, uh but I love it so much. His head <laughs> spins right around uh as you strike him. Uh this man is not just Brother Lumpley D Smith. This is a man possessed. Um, there we go. As his eyes roll around, they glow with the devil's fire. Um, and he strikes, he strikes back. Um, so he is going to have to escalate, which his body is far less impressive. Um, but he is also going to reroll his demonic influence die. He rolls very well. Damn. Very, very well. Damn. Well, there's always the axe. Yep. There's yeah, always the axe. axe. Yeah. And he was the last person to ask uh, to. Um, let's see. He's got a. Yeah. So somebody's got a raise now. Uh, either Soraya or uh, Ben. Ben has to raise um, because uh, he was the last person to raise. So okay. his, his turn is done on that. Okay. So I need to raise then. Yeah. I, either you or Soraya can raise. You want to raise Soraya or, um, do I raise and then escalate? You escalate, then raise. Escalate, then raise. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to add on, um, uh, Sweet-faced and underestimated. Perfect. That's a 1d8. Um, I'm going to throw out... Would calling by name... It would have to be the demon's name, right? Yeah, we don't yeah, know we the, don't demon's, know the name. demon's name. Okay. Um, so I'm going to do... Making the sign of the tree. Invoking the ancients. Laying on of hands. Residing the book of life. I mean, I'm just, I'm going to do all of it that we can, except for like, what, three in authority? That's yeah. the only one yeah. we really can't yeah. do. Okay. Um, oh, boy. If so you that's, need dice, let me know. Yeah, I need a D8, please. D8 is right here. And another four. I'm out of fours. Okay. I've got I've one got a more four, four here. here. Okay. And then invoking the ancients is another four. Laying out of hands is a six. Can I reuse the ones I've already used or no? Uh, no, although the used ones are used. Okay. Making the sign of the tree is a d6. Reciting the book of life is another four, but we don't have any more fours, so I'll re-roll one. Um, singing praise is a d6. Okay. So then I re-roll all of these, right? Yes. All these bad boys right here. Okay, so... And at this point, probably part of this conflict is going to be attrition for you guys because he has fewer dice than yeah. you have. I can always escalate with that axe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll raise your consequence dice to D8s. Yeah. Okay. And if you guys escalate with a gun, it raises the consequence dice to D20s. D20. Or not D10s. D10s. Oh, wow. So okay. it's just 
Woof. Okay, so I've escalated. Mm-hmm. And now I have to raise, right? Yes. And you're probably going to want to raise strong. He does have He's an eight here. He's got a lot here. of numbers here. Just as long as you uh, don't have it raised so we can just put one down. Right. Yeah. The, like, putting one down, that's the thing that's been killing you guys. Yeah, yeah. for this encounter specifically. Okay, I'm going to throw down... I'm going to throw down these sevens, and it's a 14. Boom. Oh, man. So he's definitely going to be taking a consequence out of this. Yes. <laughs> you, you do well with demons. I'm... Yeah. It's the it's the poker face. Yeah. Putting forward a 14. So how do you hit him? Yeah, how do you hit him? So you punch him in the mouth. His head spins all the way around. And he I imagine of... the congregation is now screaming. Yep. Some people can't look away, though. People are running. Um, so he stumbles backwards, presumably, from the... No, his head he just spins it's all the way around. His head. <laughs> um, great. So then he's standing very still as his head goes all the way around. Mm-hmm. And I... Can I do two things at once? Yeah. All sure. right. I'm going to put my hand out on his back or like on his arm. And God, it feels so warm. It's bad. It's, it's real hot. bad in here. So I grab his arm, and I make the sign of the tree with the other hand. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you can, like, feel the heat bubbling up under you as uh, his arm starts to smoke. Uh, Mm -hmm. His coat is burning, um, and he screams. So I'm, like, braced for Mm -hmm. you to do the next thing. To do the next thing. Whatever it is, yeah. It's his turn, right? Yeah, it's your turn. Okay. Um... So I'm going to raise with as high as I could go, which is a 10. Boom. Mm-hmm. And he can't just simply match with a 10. So he, or he can't simply match with a single die. So he puts down 2D, 2D6, letter fives. I feel like at that point, what happens is he's starting to scream. I go to, I go to punch him, mm-hmm. punch him again. And he like grabs my fist. Yeah. And, and like, it's that moment where he's like grabbing my fist and we have that moment, moment of struggle. Yeah. I whip my elbow around and Mm -hmm. like hit him in the head. Yeah. His head, oh God, grotesquely cracks backwards. So it's like hanging off his body um, and then like rolls around. So it's hanging down and you can still see him. I see the weakness in you, Benjamin P. Pettigrove. I see the fear and the wrath. Show me your wrath. Man, this guy's body is not going to survive this encounter. No, no, it's not. Lumpley is dead. Lumpley is dead. Uh, maybe. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm we pretty know. sure. We'll see. Um, I feel so- pretty confident. Lumpley uh, has to put forward in his last big hit because I got to make this count, you guys. Oh, man. He puts forward an eight and a six, uh, bringing it to 14. I can raise that with a consequence. Oh. um. I imagine both of you are probably going to have to raise with a consequence. Yeah. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll I'll take the hit. Um, Well, you're both. We gonna take to hits, date. yeah. That's right, yeah. So here's fourteen. And right, you said fourteen. Fourteen. Well, actually, ten, fourteen. And the consequence dice for this are d sixes. So I get another d six. Mm-hmm. Another d six. 
And what happens? Darkness falls. Mm -hmm. Uh, All of the lamps go out. Mm -hmm. The only light is the light of in, that is in the fire in his eyes mm-hmm. um, as his head raises back up. Um, and those two eyes stand before you. Um, you feel the biting wind as it howls, circling around you in the screaming congregation. What strength do you have? This is the strength of faith. Fists and rage. This is the strength you bring before the king of shadows. I will break you, and you will carry my word. Oh, man. Um, Oh, that's a good one. what do we do now? I'm sorry. (laughs) What next? So so you've you've matched him already with your rays, Mm -hmm. so now... You need somebody to escalate. And he has two ones left. left. I will escalate with a 10. So, yeah, the person who escalates is going to take him out. Um, He does. And these become consequence dice. So how do you resolve this? Okay. So he says that we're like locked. Like his Mm -hmm. hand is on my fist. And there's, there's that moment where he says all that. And we're like basically... Locked in this like fiery circle where we're all three of us are together, and I I feel like Ben grabs his other hand, like wrenches it down, pulls his fist back to just wail this guy, mm-hmm. and there's a voice that goes no, to which he pulls back and goes, but instead grabs the guy's forehead mm-hmm. and raises his hand to the square, and. And and together, um, Soraya and Ben like uh, command him to depart and like say scriptures as they do it. And as you are saying these scriptures, slowly on the horizon through the sky, stars begin to light back up until above you is a bright and full moon that shines down over the congregation piercing light through darkness um you finish this prayer together and i'd say all three of you collapse and now we have to roll our consequences consequences. so i have a four and i get a two i think these were supposed to be fours correct me if i'm wrong yes those two were fours okay So do we add the the two d sixes together, or um, so yeah, you you add all of your consequence dice together, okay. oh, all of them together. Okay, yeah. I've got an eight. Okay, I have a thirteen. All right, so for our eight, um, you must choose to subtract one from one of your character stats, take a new trait at one d four. Take a new relationship at 1d4. Add one die to an existing d4 trait or relationship. Subtract one die from an existing d6 trait or relationship. Change the size of an existing trait or relationship to a d4. Erase a belonging from your character sheet. Rewrite your coat's description 
to include permanent damage. All of that? Uh, no, you choose one of those. <laughs> one of them. I was like, all of them. All of them? Now, Drew, your that's not for you. That's for oh. me. Yours oh. is worse. Oh gosh. Okay. I'm um, gonna I'm gonna rewrite my coat's description to include like burn marks yeah. up the arm where I was holding him. I love that. Nice. Sick. Um, let's see. Is your fallout some twelve or higher? Um, and you said how much was it? Thirteen. Thirteen. Okay, so you don't quite reach sixteen, which is good. If so, your character is injured. Choose again from the long-term list. So, yeah, you are that list that I read. Subtract one from one of your character stats. Take a new trait at one d four. Take a relationship at one d four. Add one die to an existing d four trait or relationship subtract uh, one die from an existing D6 plus trait or relationship, change the die size of an existing trait or relationship to D4, erase a belonging from your character sheet, or rewrite your coat's description to include permanent damage, you must choose two of those. Two of those. Okay. I am going to... My my father's pocket watch is going to have melted. Oh, man. Nice. In my, in That's my pocket. That's cool. So I'm gonna I'm get sad. I'm gonna get rid of that. Oh man, that's so perfect because yeah. he used it right in the beginning of the story too. Yeah, 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 that's some nice closure. And I think I want my coat to have permanent damage as yeah. well. I want it to be permanently soot stained on the like on my right arm. Yeah, so it's not burned. It's just it just never washes. It, it out. It just never washes out. And like it, it's like a bunch of like small like black spots. So like the cuff mm-hmm. to about my mid forearm is black. Yeah, yeah, that's about what happened on mine. But it's my left arm. Yeah, and it's my right arm that that is, and it's it just so, that will never come out. Like I can brush it away. Yeah, and then it just comes back. That's, that's good. It. That's it. And a permanent injury uh, befalls. <laughs> befalls Lumpley. No kidding. Yeah. Um, Lumpley's blind. God, that's so perfect. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. It's you guys are tended to by the congregation. Uh, they come together. Uh, they nurse you and Lumpley back to health. When you wake up, Benjamin, the, the first thing you see is your brother's face. You see Jimmy uh, looking down at you. Um, when you wake up, he bends down and uh, wraps you up in a great big hug. Um, just so glad to see you alive. Um, glad to see you too, Jimmy. Soraya, you wake up uh, shortly after that. Um, and... There is, of course, the grim task of Lumpley waking up and realizing that he can't see. And it's just a scream that echoes out from the uh, from the temple to the snow outside. Already being awake uh, after having expelled the demon from Lumpley, uh, this place feels calmer. Mm-hmm. Um the silence is not so domineering outside. Mm. The wind is not so biting. Uh, the shadows are not so dark. What do you do? What do you? I feel like there needs to be a new shepherd here. Mm-hmm. I uh, 
suggest uh, Brother Thomas Fielding as the new shepherd. And uh, what do you think? I agree. Fielding, you know, uh, you, you can tell that there is uncertainty in mm-hmm. his eyes. You know, he, he said to you before when he was in bed, he couldn't imagine uh, having that kind of responsibility. Which is why when he, when he says that, uh, Benjamin puts his hand on his shoulder. Like he does. Like he does. Mm-hmm. And goes, that's why we want you to. Mm-hmm. Um, Remember, the coat never rests easy on the person who is to be in charge. When it does, that's when pride comes. Keep who you are, Brother Thomas. Keep that, and you'll be just fine. He nods, and I suppose the first thing that I need folk to do is put together enough iron so we can get a stove in our temple. That is the best idea (laughs) I have ever heard, Brother Thomas. Uh, there is excitement and happiness from the congregation and they prepare like the, the, the folks who have had good years, um, bring food out, bring food and storage, uh, out, uh, for a feast, a feast that can be shared with the whole congregation. Um, Lumpley sits dejected and sad, um, in the temple uh, just sitting in the pews, facing forward silently. Um, he has not made any indication of, of speaking to anyone else yet. Uh, I would like to go and sit, like when everybody's eating, like when there's a party going on, there's there's music mm-hmm. and, and dancing and people are eating, and I want to go and I want to go sit with Brother Lumpley and, and say, I don't know if you're going to, you're going to talk or not, Brother Lumpley. But I want you to know that this is not the end. That this does not have to define who you are. You made mistakes. But then again, we all do. So I hope, Brother Lumpley, that you learn from this rather than let it destroy you. Sin was in my heart. I carried it with me for years. I can't see anymore because my eyes have been closed for so long. It has. But that's not what's happening now. You got a bright future ahead of you, Brother Lumpley. All you got to do is take it. Brother Benjamin, I thank you for your kindness. I thank you for your conviction. You... You and Sister Sariah both have come in and you have saved this congregation. You have saved me from a fate darker than I could imagine. Ah, Brother Lumpley, we didn't do anything. I was just the king of life. We just happened to be here in his stead. And with that, I stand up and walk out. Your brother Jimmy is helping Soraya uh, pack up the horses and that mule. That mule. I feel like his name's like Elijah. It's a good mule. He is a good mule. He's a stubborn-ass mule. At least he's not a donkey. Well, that is true. It'd be a lot worse if it was a donkey. So much worse. That's true. I I couldn't help but notice uh, that your mule 
would fit me. I do realize that uh, these are mighty heavy mail bags, and I would feel bad if I, you know, took took the space of letters between loved ones. But uh, I sure would like to accompany you two back to. Uh, well, I don't want to call it civilization because <laughs> I wouldn't want to insult these good people. What do you say, Sister Soraya? You can call it the vineyard, Jimmy. Well, now that's the best news I've heard in a long time. Y'all have a vineyard back there. Kind of. Again, it, it's like a metaphor. It's like the goat, Jimmy. It's uh, it's not it's real, but it's not real. It, Get on the mule, Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy saddles up on the mule. All right. So now tell me again about how people were here before we were here and Jesus visited them. And then go over in detail again about the parts where we don't drink coffee or alcohol anymore because that part was a sticking point. You're going to have to read such a Soraya. <laughs> I'll read. You you lead, I guess. So as I feel like we're riding out of town, we're on our way out, and there's Sister Soraya like on horseback reading mm-hmm. with Jimmy riding next to her, and I'm riding back. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I turn around and I look back at heaven, and it's one of those like the clouds break and there's that one shaft of light that, yep. that rains down on it, and then we ride away. Honestly, I know I know we have a penchant for naming things, but I feel like they kind of tempted fate by calling it heaven. You know what, Sister Soraya? I completely agree. <laughs> well, and that's Dogs in the Vineyard, that's guys. That was a blast. That was fun. I have never been so serious during a game in oh. my life. Oh, my goodness. Well, heroes, that's it for One Shot this week. But don't worry. One Shot will be back next week with a special Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition adventure with the Compass Cats. In the meantime, be sure to head over to Kickstarter to check out our sponsor, Satanic Panic. Jim has been a friend of the network and contributor for ages, and he's also a passionate game designer. I got the chance to play Satanic Panic at Metatopia, and if the work in progress that I played is anything like the final product, I think you're going to like it. And while you're in the mood to help out the OneShot network, you can head over to RPG Geek to support OneShot and campaign in the Golden Geeks. Every year, members of the RPG Geek community get to decide on the best of the best in the gaming industry by casting their vote in the Golden Geek Awards. Voting is open now and ends tonight, March 6th at 11.59 p.m. Central Standard Time. So if you want to support One Shot, head over to RPG Geek and get your vote in now. Heroes, while you're here in the outro of the show, I'd like to take a moment to tell you about WizCon. WizCon is the world's first and foremost feminist science fiction convention. In recent years, that's grown to encompass a range of progressive areas, including race, sexuality, environmental and sustainability, and social justice issues. If you're the progressive nerdy type, head to Madison, Wisconsin over the Memorial Day weekend to celebrate WizCon 2017. You can find out more at sf3.org. I'd like to offer another huge thank you to Allie and Drew for contributing to the Dogs in the Vineyard series. Please check out their project, The Disney Odyssey, at dreamstobecome.com. 
As always, we end one shot with a call to action. On March 1st, the Washington Post reported that Jeff Sessions met with Russian Ambassador Sergei Kislak during the campaign season while he was a Trump associate. This explicitly contradicts Sessions' testimony under oath during his Senate confirmation hearing to be Attorney General when he said, I did not have communications with the Russians. In addition to this false statement, Sessions answered a written question about whether or not he had any contact with Russian officials with a one-word answer. No. It was not illegal or against any rules for Sessions to meet with the Russian ambassador during the election. He could have disclosed that fact to the Senate. Instead, he chose to lie. Or at least purposefully mislead members of Congress about his past communication with Russian officials. Which raises questions about what conversations he might have had. Sessions lied. And he lied about something that should be trivial. He should have no reason to have concealed those conversations. If anything, this proves that he cannot be trusted with the immense responsibility of being attorney general. Now, Sessions has held a press conference recusing himself from investigations surrounding Russia's interference in our elections. But this is clearly a move to satisfy the intense call for his resignation. If you're like me and you do not trust this man... Call your representatives and let them know that you want Sessions to resign. And while you're at it, call the Justice Department's comment line to demand Sessions' resignation. If you're like me, you feel a little bit anxious calling strangers to voice your political opinions. Thankfully, I found this issue summary, the contact numbers for my representatives, the Justice Department, and a script to read while I'm on the phone at fivecalls.org. That's the number five, calls.org. Calling your reps is quick easy, and makes a bigger difference than you think. OneShot is a proud partner of the Chicago Podcast Co-op. If you're an advertiser looking to reach an engaged Chicago audience, be sure to contact the co-op about advertising opportunities. And if you're a listener who wants to find a new show, be sure to check out I Disagree But. Whitaker Trabella and Bryce Pulse tackle some of life's most frivolous arguments and fiercely try to teach each other why they're right. As always, a big thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend about the show. You can also leave us a rating or review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. If you want to hear more from the show, be sure to follow us on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod. Check out our Tumblr at OneShotPodcast.tumblr.com. Check out our Google Plus community. Or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you're looking to inquire about advertising rates, live appearances, and commissioning episodes, or you have a question or comment about something you heard on the show, contact us at GameMaster at OneShotPodcast.com. OneShot is a joint production between Peaches and Hot Sauce and Paracosm Press. Peaches and Hot Sauce is a Chicago-based comedy network with tons of great podcasts, videos, and live shows for you to check out at PeachesAndHotSauce.com. Finally, that music, which is right now swelling up over my voice, is Be Your Own Pet with Adventure, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. Attack!